What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. It's been a while. Uh, actually, only been a week. It feels like it's been forever since I've done one of these just because I was on vacation. Then I got stuck in Dallas for being an aggressive American Airlines passenger, which is another story for another day. But I did enjoy my time out in the Turks and Caicos got away from work for a little bit and back just in time for a big visit weekend at Michigan. A number of top targets expected to be on campus. Jaden Davis, Dylan Stewart, Jordan Marshall, Aaron Scott, and so many more. You can find all your coverage of the big Michigan recruiting weekend uh, and everything Michigan recruiting over at the Wolverine.com today. If you are not a subscriber, make sure to subscribe. We have the best recruiting team, basketball, basketball recruiting coverage around for just $29.99 until August 31st. That's get that gets you through spring practice, uh, the spring evaluation period for recruiting, official visit season the end of the NIT tournament. So make sure to subscribe today for just $29.99 through August 31st and be a part of our great message board community as well. The fort with um, more than like 9,000 Michigan fans. So come join now, $29.99. Last read before we get into your questions that tonight is the Wednesday show, which means I'll be answering your questions nonstop in order. Uh, But before we do that, we do have a word from our sponsor, Vitamin Energy. Vitamin Energy is a powerful, naturally caffeinated energy shot that nourishes your body with vitamins, supports healthy weight loss, and boosts energy for seven plus hours with no jitters or sugar crash. Uh, You know, I uh, had a chance to receive a vitamin energy package right before my vacation, which was great. I used it during my time. In the Turks and Caicos, it was small enough for me to uh, carry through the uh, airline, and I was able to use it out there for all my snorkeling and off-roading activities, and it was uh, tremendous to keep me going. I'm getting older, so I need some energy boost, and vitamin energy uh, does provide that benefit in everyday life. It's gluten-free. It's naturally caffeinated, zero sugars and artificial flavors. There's something for everyone. There's no jitters, no crash. It supports gut health. It's energy with benefits. Check out Vitamin Energy at vitaminenergy.com and use Wolverine BOGO. You buy one, you get one free with code Wolverine BOGO at vitaminenergy.com. All right, guys. Um, let's go ahead and just get into the questions. I know we have a lot. I know we're back. I know everyone's excited. Let's go ahead with longtime watcher Indigo Ronan, who says, who is the more realistic land, Taylor Tatum or Jordan Marshall? Before I answer that, one more last plug, I promise. I know it's been a mouthful. If you want to donate tonight and help me get back out on the road, uh, all the donations from the Super Chats go directly to my travel budget and you get to leap the line. So you get to ask questions ahead of the people that are in front of you. You know, think about it like your clear membership. 
uh, at the airport. You get to skip everybody in that line. Uh, that comes in handy for me. So definitely hit <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor. But uh, go ahead and hit the donate button if you want to support the show and give me a little extra cash to go out on the road and see guys like Taylor Tatum, who I just saw in Dallas over the weekend at the Under Armour Dallas camp. And it was great getting a chance to uh, reconnect with Taylor Tatum, get his thoughts on the University of Michigan, where the Wolverines stand, his relationship with Mike Hart. Actually just published our interview over at thewolverine.com, so you can head over there to read it. Uh, But I definitely think Michigan is a big player for Taylor Tatum. I think the Michigan buzz is very real for the top 100 running back out of Longview, Texas. You see the uh, recruiting prediction machine has – the in-state schools, Baylor, Texas A&M, Texas, SMU, my alma mater, I guess, <laughs> somehow in the mix for Taylor Tatum. No Michigan, which is kind of odd, uh, but the RPM is kind of funky in its algorithm sometimes. I definitely think Michigan is right at the top of Taylor Tatum's mind, along with schools like Ohio State, Georgia, where he's visiting soon, USC, Uh, Michigan and USC are the two schools guaranteed to get summer official visits. It's possible Tatum also returns to Ann Arbor for a spring visit. Told me one of the biggest reasons he'd like to get back soon is because on his first visit, he spent an entire day with the baseball staff. Remember, Tatum is a true two-way star or two-sports star. He's a guy that is a high-level baseball player as well as a high-level football player. So he spent a full day with the baseball staff and only half a day with the football staff. So he wants to get back, spend an entire day with the football staff, meet more with Jim Harbaugh, have more uh, of a view of what Mike Hart and the running backs do on a day-to-day basis. So I do think you could see him make an unofficial, which would be his second, and an official in the summer in June and with Tatum taking his decision likely into the early signing period, a game visit is possible as well. So Michigan doing a fantastic job here and man, you really have to give kudos to Mike Hart. I will be the first to admit that I've dragged Mike Hart the last couple of cycles, but he has really stepped it up on the recruiting trail. I'm extremely excited about the work that Mike Hart has put in. This is a guy that is Michigan's all-time leading rusher. He has a ton of pride in the program. He can be one of the best recruiters in the country if he wants to be. And I don't know exactly what changed or what lit that fire for him, but it's definitely different this cycle than it's been the last couple of cycles. And it's great to see. I, I, apologize to Mike Hart. I will write a thousand Mike Hart articles if he lands Taylor Tatum or Jordan Marshall or both, uh, you know, landing either would be an amazing haul. And Jordan Marshall obviously coming in this weekend as well out of Ohio, Michigan in his top four, already set to receive an official visit in June as well. So Michigan trending in the right direction there. I think it's still basically a Michigan Ohio state battle. But I think Michigan has momentum with both. Like It wouldn't shock me if today, on March 15th, Michigan had the slight edge for both recruits. Now, a lot can change over the course of the recruiting process. I also think a lot uh, there can be a lot of movement when it comes to uh, Ohio State with Ohio kids. So I'm still a little hesitant uh, with that. 
and, and Jordan Marshall. I know he's planning to be back in Columbus here at some point in the near future as well. But Hart has done as good of a job as you can do with Marshall. He loves the fact that Michigan pounds the football. He's a great fit for the offense, as is Taylor Tatum. Both are you know, stockier guys that can run between the tackles on every play. It's not, you know, they're not Cole Cabana types. They're true every down backs. Um, But I think Michigan's making uh, a huge impact on Jordan Marshall and this visit this weekend will only help. Um, In terms of actually answering the question, who is more realistic? I think both are realistic. I think the, Safe answer would probably be Jordan Marshall because, you know, regional aspect, he's closer, he's a Midwest kid, but I honestly feel like there's no right, there's no wrong answer here. I think Michigan is very realistic for both of these guys. I mean, even talking to people down in Texas during my stay in Dallas, and obviously, you know, that's my hometown, that's my home state, so still feel pretty connected there I I do get a sense that a lot of people in the state of Texas feel like Taylor Tatum's leaning Michigan right now I think a lot of people right now in Ohio would tell you that Jordan Marshall may be leaning Michigan right now so I think Michigan is a uh, is a top option for both a realistic option for both and it's a testament to the job that Mike Hart has done stepping up on the recruiting trail, but also a testament to the job he's done coaching the backs and helping them have um, elite seasons. Blake Corum obviously being a Heisman contender, Donovan Edwards being an exciting young underclassman. I think the running back production uh, is, is something that's obviously moving the needle with top backs like Marshall and Tatum. And, and Michigan should be a destination school for running backs. When you have a guy like Mike Hart leading the way, when you have Blake Corum and Donovan Ed- Edwards, when you have the Joe Moore Award back to back Joe Moore Award winning offensive line uh, leading the way for you up front, it's a no brainer for backs like Marshall and Tatum. So I definitely think that Michigan is in a great spot for both really excited to see how the visit goes with Marshall this weekend. Um, Go blue 81 says, Hey EJ, it's been a while. How much of a chance do you think with Marshall now that he or Marsh, I'm sorry, not Marshall, Nick Marsh. Now that he is decommitted from Michigan state and hear that Underwood and other quarterbacks have been impressed with Campbell. Will that help with uh, Jaden Davis? So let's go ahead and start off with Nick Marsh uh, on 300 wide receiver in-state prospect um, a guy that committed to Michigan state early, had some interest in Michigan, Michigan offered, they did recruit him. I know Michigan was starting to get hotter on the Marsh trail when he committed to Michigan state. So this was a, was a true win. For Michigan State, I do believe Michigan would have taken him at the time of his pledge uh, to Michigan State, but obviously now back out on the open market. And that means Michigan has a chance to move the needle. Marsh uh, ranked as the number, that's right, 56 overall prospect in the country per the on three industry ratings. That's that's a little high. Um, although I'm very, uh, excited about Nick Marsh as a prospect, I would probably rate him, uh, somewhere where either on three or ESPN has him in the, 
uh, in the 100s, but top 100 prospect per the industry rankings, uh, six foot three, 200 pounds. I mean, he's, he is a legit six, three, 200 pounds. He's a bigger receiver. He's come along over the last couple of off seasons. I've seen him get more flexible. He's more comfortable in and out of breaks, which can be a common problem for taller wide receivers. So I really like what Nick Marsh, uh, brings to the table. Uh, now Marsh has interest from schools, across the country uh from what i've heard this is still going to be a tough one for michigan to win and uh obviously when you talk about top 100 prospects you talk about nil it's just the nature of the beast and uh, i'm not exactly sure how much that will factor with marsh but i'm not sure how much it will help with michigan but not a ton of movement so far but marsh is definitely a prospect to keep an eye on um the second question, Underwood and other quarterbacks being impressed with uh, Kirk Campbell, Michigan's new quarterbacks coach. Yes, I have heard that Campbell is doing a better job than Weiss. Now, I'm not sure how much that really says. Uh, Matt Weiss was obviously very stale on the recruiting trail. A lot of prospects had real trouble connecting with him on a personal basis. So I think getting anybody with any type of personality was an upgrade from a recruiting standpoint as you know, Weiss was obviously a bright football mind. Uh, so I don't want to sound like I'm completely bashing him. He did a lot of good for the program as well. Uh, but from a true recruiting standpoint, it obviously was a struggle for him to connect with guys. You saw that uh, with Dante Moore and, and, and stuff last cycle, uh, Michigan, not really landing, uh, any true quarterbacks during his tenure at Michigan. I mean, the Wolverines have gone back to back cycles, landing project quarterbacks, and now they're in the predicament they find themselves in. So I do think Campbell is an upgrade, even though he is still a little bit of a mystery, right? Campbell didn't come in with a track record of landing quarterbacks or really any type of recruiting experience. He was a Penn state staffer. And from my understanding, from talking to our guys over at our Penn state on three site, he didn't really do much from a recruiting standpoint there um, at old dominion. Uh, where my wife goes to school. I did some checking around and it didn't seem like he was very actively involved with recruiting despite his OC tag and at Michigan as a, a staffer, he didn't do a lot of recruiting either. So it's not that he's incapable of doing the uh, the recruiting side of things, it's that he's never really had to do it. So I think it's it's interesting to see how Campbell is navigating the waters. But positive returns early on for sure, which is great to hear. Uh, definitely a better personality than Wise. Definitely more proactive. Uh, something that I really like about Campbell is with Jaden Davis coming in this weekend. We all know that Jaden Davis has been on commit watch every time he's visited for the last like four times he's been on campus. Uh, a commitment would be nice. I think, you know, there is an expectation that Davis would go ahead and pull the trigger after that visit, but we all know it's a possibility that he doesn't. And I think something that Campbell is doing that I really like that, that Weiss didn't necessarily do is, create some backup options in, in case Davis does all get a decision again. Remember, it was supposed to be December. That did not happen. It was supposed to be January. That did not happen. Uh, now we're, you know, five days away from spring. And uh, his dad told me I, I was uh, 
full of crap basically for saying this recruitment might go into spring. So who knows really what, what Davis is going to do. Does Michigan have a legit chance to lock him down this weekend? Definitely. But there's also that chance that it doesn't happen, that he decides that he wants to see Ohio state or Tennessee or Clemson or whatever the case may be. Um, so we'll see. I think that that Campbell's done a good job of lighting things up. He's been in touch with Michael Van Buren at St. Francis. He's been in touch with Ryan Puglisi up in Connecticut. He's been tracking other guys on social media. He's followed other 2024 quarterbacks. So he's making contingency plans. Now, don't get me wrong. Davis is still the guy. They would love a commitment from him this weekend. But I think if Davis does not give a commitment or set a date or has a behind-the-scenes handshake, then the, the board will be expanded. And uh, kudos to, to Campbell for doing that, for setting things up, for having that plan. You don't want to just get caught with your pants down if Davis doesn't make a commitment. So I do think Campbell will help with Davis. As I've said in the past, I think it's, you know, more of a, a minor thing. I think it's more Jim Harbaugh has to close this deal. I mean, he is the guy that has, the best relationship with Jaden Davis. He's been kind of the lead on this recruitment. Um, you know, Ron Bellamy has helped a lot as well. I think Kirk Campbell sitting down, meeting with him, telling him what he's about will help. But ultimately, if Michigan is going to close with a commitment this weekend, I still think it comes down to Jim Harbaugh. But, uh, but I do think Campbell can be a positive factor on the visit. Let's go ahead and go down to Go Blue 81 And he also asks... Uh, heard we have a crystal ball prediction in from Tatum, which is great, but he isn't committing soon. How much weight do you give it? Um, like I said, a lot of people in Texas are feeling that Taylor Tatum is leaning Michigan. Uh, just from my time down there, the dude that put in the crystal ball was Mike Roach, who uh, was my old Zach Livy. Uh, Mike was my number two when I was on the Texas beat, and obviously he's now uh, the lead guy on the Texas side at 24 seven. So uh, he has my old job and, and does a great job at doing my old job. Uh, so I, I do put some weight into uh, Mike's predictions. He's a, a great reporter as well. Um, but there's, you kind of hit the nail on the head here. Go blue 81. There's still a lot of time. There's still a lot of time. Uh, and we don't know if Jordan Marshall might jump on board first. We don't know if NIL will become a factor later on. We don't know if Ohio State will suddenly jump up or Georgia will suddenly jump up or USC will suddenly jump up with a grand slam of a visit. You know, he's he's planning to check out all of those schools as well. Um, you don't know if, uh, you know, LSU makes a big run or, uh, you know, maybe Texas decides that, uh, it wants to make uh, Tatum more of a priority, even though they're trending with Jared Gibson. There's there's just a lot of moving parts when you have a time frame that's just so uh, out there, right? Like Tatum initially told me he wanted to make a decision in February. He has since changed that and now says it'll likely be uh, during the late signing period. Either way, he's a kid that wants to wait till later in the process, probably after his senior season. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, it's uh, he's a high profile running back. He has options. He is a little limited from a recruiting schedule because he's a multi-sport guy. He's always playing baseball. He runs track on the side 
as well. So, you know, it's understandable that he wants to take his time. Um, but again, I think if Taylor Tatum had to make a decision today, like if signing day was today and he had to sign today, I think it would be Michigan. I really do. But uh, signing day isn't today and a lot can change. So we're, I'm kind of waiting back, seeing what happens. But like I said, if it, if signing day was today, I think Michigan leaves. I, I do put a lot of stock into that. I think it's great that uh, great for Michigan that Texas is close to landing Jarrett Gibson. I think that puts him a little lower on the list. Um, I think Texas A&M has burned some bridges from my understanding at Longview. So that certainly helps Michigan as well. I don't think LSU has been all that involved um, from talking to, to sources around Oklahoma. Um doesn't seem like the Sooners have much confidence here. So the the usual suspects as, as far as regional powers aren't necessarily in the mix here. Now, Georgia does scare me for obvious reasons. You know, Ohio State's going to be a legitimate contender. There's an allure for Texas kids to go to USC. So that's obviously one to watch, especially with them being guaranteed an official visit. But I, I love where Michigan stands. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to Buzz Buzzer. Did I hear correctly that we received a prediction for Taylor Tatum? Yes, I just explained it. And uh, so we answered that question. Let's go to Buzz Buzzer's uh, next question. He says, chances Jaden Davis commits during or right after the visit. You know, it's funny. I was talking to um, one of my supervisors here at on three earlier in the day. And he asked me, you know, what are the chances that, or is he, the direct question he asked me was, is Jaden Davis on commit watch? Yes. Jaden Davis is on commit watch. He's been on commit watch before. So yeah, it's certainly a possibility uh, that he commits or sets a date. You know, I think, I don't know if Jaden Davis is the type of guy that would just commit on the spot. I think he's more of a guy that would have with as high profile as he is. I'm not calling him a drama queen or anything like that, but usually high profile guys set visits. They like to have ceremonies and things of that nature. That's normal, obviously. So I think if Michigan goes the weekend without getting a commitment on the spot or a public commitment on the spot, I should say, as long as Jaden Davis sets a decision date in the days after the visit, I think, you know, it's gravy from there. Right. But if he doesn't, like I said, Campbell has made backup plans. He has a board ready to roll. I do think you'll see the board expanded if they don't feel like Davis is going to make a decision soon after. And I think that's the right direction to go in. Uh, I think that's the direction they should have gone in the first time he delayed on a decision. And you can cut him a break saying, you know, Jim Harbaugh flirted with the NFL, Matt Weislaff, whatever. Uh, but now is the time, right? There's no more excuses. Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. Kurt Campbell is the quarterback's coach. There's nothing else that you can see at Michigan that you haven't already seen. So it's time to either close or it's time to expand the board. So, yes, Jaden Davis is on commit watch. Will he bring himself to commit? We'll see. That's up to him and Jim Harbaugh. Um but if he doesn't, uh, I mean, either way, I'm excited for this saga to end, however it goes, you know, regardless of, you know, <laughs> um, me thinking that Jaden Davis is more of a top 100 to top 150 guy or, you know, 
the the drama with his dad or whatever. If Jaden Davis jumps on board with Michigan this weekend, I will be if Michigan uh, has to expand the board because he doesn't set a date, I will be equally as excited. Um, I think we are going to get an answer to the quarterback conundrum either way. And that is very exciting because it's obviously been a frustrating process for me to cover. It's been a frustrating process for you guys, Michigan fans to follow. So I think getting a true answer, whether Jaden Davis commits or the board needs to be expanded is going to be great. I think that's what we've all uh, been waiting for, but to answer your question, uh, yeah, there is a legitimate chance that Jaden Davis finally shuts it down. Like I said, I don't know what else Michigan can show him other than him, you know, meeting with uh, Kirk Campbell again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that Malachi, um, but I, I know there will be some frustration. If look, if Jaden Davis doesn't commit, obviously there will be frustration across the board. But you can be happy that the board will more than likely be expanded because there are some other talented signal callers out there. Like I said, Michigan has reached out to Michael Van Buren, who I've been very high on, has a tremendous ceiling, albeit a low low floor, but the ceiling is certainly exciting. You have Isaac Wilson, who's visited in the past, Zach Wilson's little brother, who's an exciting little guy too. Um, You also have, um, like I said, Ryan Puglisi, who's committed to Georgia. You know, if Dylan Rayola ends up going to Athens, then the door could be open with him. And I love Ryan Puglisi. I think Ryan Puglisi uh, is the best quarterback out of everybody I've talked about. Uh, I, I really do. I think Puglisi, I have Puglisi graded higher uh, than, than Jaden, MVP, and Nick Wilson. So, uh, it's exciting to hear that Campbell has at least touched base with Puglisi. And uh, yeah, there, I mean, there are definitely some others out there as well. I don't think, you know, missing on Jaden Davis is the end of the world, but I think it would be great to have him considering how much the staff has invested in him, how much they've put all their eggs in one basket, how much this whole entire ordeal has dragged on since December. I think that it would be awesome for Michigan to just close with Jaden Davis this weekend but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. There are other guys out there. Uh, the pressure is going to be on Michigan to land somebody. But, uh, you know, it it's kind of sucks because this is a weaker year for quarterbacks nationally uh, in, in a time where Michigan absolutely needs to land a top-level signal caller. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, again, I, I you still have the transfer portal. There are other options. Michigan, this is Michigan. Michigan will get somebody. You don't need to be held hostage by Jaden Davis any longer. He either commits this weekend or he doesn't, and you look at other options. Now, I'm not saying you move on from Jaden Davis completely. You continue to recruit Jaden Davis. But I think getting some other guys on the board obviously applies a little more pressure. You tell them, hey, you know, we really want you to commit. You're still our top guy, but we're going to look at some other guys too. Let's go ahead and go down to, um, looks like there's a lot of uh, banter here in the comments. Let's go ahead and go down to Tyler Cleesby. And he says, who are the top 2024 targets on the offensive line and wide receiver board? Seems like there are a lot of interested targets for each position. Yeah, off the top of my head, there are a lot of targets at each uh, each position for sure. So let's start off with offensive line um, guys that immediate and I might miss some guys. This is again off the top of my head, but guys that immediately come to mind. Um, obviously, you have Blake Frazier. 
you know, all 300 offensive linemen out of Austin, Texas, legacy recruit, has been to Michigan in the past, except for a week-long visit at Michigan uh, this week. Michigan trending in the right direction here. The leader on the RPM. He Wait, what is this? Blake Frazier dropped that bad in the rankings. What is wrong with people? Uh, he is still an on 300 prospect, but outside the top 300 on the industry ranking. Who updated their rankings? What, what trash rankings are these? Um, but anyway, Blake Frazier is obviously at the top of the board. He's a guy that I know the staff considers a must land, and I would uh, trust Sharon Moore over the recruiting services. And uh, again, obviously, he is a legacy all the way so that definitely helps with the wolverines pursuit staying in texas michael uini out of copper's cove visited in the winter he's a big tackle prospect extremely talented michigan loves him they're very hopeful that they can get him back in for another visit max anderson on 300 prospect out of frisco reedy also in texas is another high priority target on campus this week started his visit yesterday ending his visit right now as this show goes on um so the the three guys from texas are definitely high on the board i think center is a de- definitely an interesting uh, position michigan does want a true center there's some uh guys there like walt claire flynn um who visited in the winter kyle altooner who's visiting this weekend jake Winera who uh, just visited this week. So those are some guys to know at the center position. Um, Some others just kind of nationally, you have Andrew Sprague down in Kansas City. That's uh, one of my favorite guys. I think he's another big-time target um, that the staff would love to have on campus. Um, You know, those are are probably the offensive line groups that – or the offensive linemen – that uh, come top to mind. Ben Roebuck uh, from Ohio has obviously visited a ton of times. You have the Armstrong twins in Ohio that have visited a ton of times as well. Uh, Michigan is continuing to recruit Caleb Brewer hard out of Pennsylvania. He'll be back for the spring game. So, yeah, I guess I could go, you know, names are just continuing to pop up in my head. You could go all day with the offensive line group. I think this is going to be a big offensive line class. I think Sharon Moore has done a great job of positioning Michigan in uh, for a lot of these guys wide receiver. um, You know, obviously you have guys like Jordan ship Channing Goodwin that just visited over the weekend. Goodwin being a legacy uh, Jordan ship being a teammate of Goodwin and Jaden Davis think Michigan's trending in the right direction for both. Obviously you have the uh, big, big target and Ryan Wingo who visited twice last, uh, last year, Michigan trying to get him back this off season. Then you have others like uh, Jeremiah McClellan on 300 recruit out of St. Louis at Michigan's uh, recruiting really hard. You have uh, Keelan Adams. That's more of a newer target out of Virginia that Michigan's recruiting really hard. You have uh, Amarion Stewart coming in next weekend who, uh, Michigan leads with. You have uh, Makai White, who just picked up an offer from Michigan this weekend. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts on the wide receiver board. So I think Ron Bellamy has the luxury of figuring out who he's going to prioritize. And even this weekend, he has an odd 300 prospect coming in and Micah Gilbert. He has Joshua Jackson coming in out of New Orleans. So uh, a lot of wide receiver targets for sure. Let's go ahead and go down to... Um, Oops, I'm sorry. We had a super chat, uh, and that is Shane Johnson. There we go, Shane. 
if Jaden Davis doesn't commit by April Fool's Day, is it over? No, I don't feel like it'll ever be over until Jaden Davis commits to Michigan or somewhere else. Um, look, like I said uh, in the previous question, if Jaden Davis doesn't set a commitment, and again, I'm not sure if he's a guy that would commit on the spot, but if he does commit on the spot, obviously that's amazing. Uh, but if he doesn't commit on the spot or doesn't set a date in the days after his visit, I think it's board expansion time, but it's certainly not over. Like I said, you tell Jaden Davis, you're still our top priority. You're still our number one. We'd love to have a commitment from you, but we have to have some other options. I mean, you just have to. It's, you know, it's back-to-back cycles with no uh, true quarterback. And, you know, you can bank on the transfer portal for sure. That'll always be an option, but you still need a true quarterback on the recruiting trail this cycle. Uh, So you have to look at some other options, but I think you continue to recruit Jaden Davis until he makes a decision one way or the other. Uh, I've never said you stop recruiting Jaden Davis. That would be dumb. You've already invested so many resources in him, uh, no matter how frustrating the process has been. You have put so much into that you always recruit Jaden Davis even if he doesn't set a decision but you also recruit others all right let's go down to oh Shane Johnson with another super chat appreciate that Shane Johnson and he says possible Ohio trifecta with Marshall West Scott with a natty well you're asking a lot there Shane Johnson that's like me you know going to Outback Steakhouse and ordering everything on the menu lobster tails you know prime rib sandwich, actual steak, some Aussie fries. Like, can't have everything. Only one stomach to feed. So, no, I mean, I don't I, – I think that's a very long shot, especially throwing in a national championship in there. Um, but, look, I, I do think Michigan uh, is a legit contender for the national title. I do think they um, have a lead with, with Jordan Marshall. But I, I think landing Bryce West and Aaron Scott – uh, or Bryce West or Aaron Scott uh, is going to be tough. Uh, I think landing one would be amazing. I certainly don't expect Michigan to land both, but if they do, that would be tremendous. I think I would be happy with just two of the four options. Uh, either option, obviously Natty being the best of the options, but two of the four options, I think, would be more realistic than all four of those options. You can have your steak and Aussie fries. All right, let's go ahead and go down to go blue 81. And he says no commitment from Jaden Davis this weekend. Does that equate to being all in on Michael Van Buren? Um, no, not necessarily. I think if you, if Michigan expands the board, they expand the board. I think they go after multiple quarterbacks and don't just, transition from all right we have all our eggs in one basket let's take that same dumb approach again and go with all your eggs in one basket again like that it didn't work with Dante Moore and if uh, things fail with Jaden Davis that obviously I failed with Jaden Davis so at that point no I don't think you just hone in on Michael Van Buren who you see here on 300 prospect out of Baltimore St. Francis uh, hometown apparently changed to Bowie, Maryland. Don't really know where that is, but it does go to Baltimore Powerhouse St. Francis. Um, look, I love MVB, but you have to go after other guys. You have to 
continue to hit up Ryan Puglisi in the event that Rayola ends up in Georgia. You have to recruit some others like Isaac Wilson, who's visited in the past. So I don't think you just go all in on one other, but I would love to see Michigan pick up the pace with Van Buren if Davis does not happen. All right, guys, we are low on time. Let's go ahead and go down to mid fire. Unless you come in with a super chat like Shane Johnson, very much appreciate uh, Hell's prediction for Brandon Davis Swain. Don't really have one right now. That's a kind of a weird recruitment. So not really a take at this point. I'm not saying that Brandon Davis Swain's not a take. I don't really have a take on the recruitment at this point. I, I really need to see how it uh, plays out. Shane Johnson with another super chat. Um, 199. He says, I meant that can we get all or two out of three by winning a natty? Okay. That changes the question. All right, Shane. Sorry. Apologies. That's my, my fault. So you weren't trying to eat everything at the Outback Steakhouse, which uh, also is not a sponsor. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, winning a national championship would certainly uh, help with guys like those, but you have to keep in mind that the national title game is in January. So those guys are going to have signed already uh, during the December signing period, unless, you know, a couple of them decide to take it into the late period. But I would expect those guys sign during the December period. So at that point, a national championship would be irrelevant. But I think Michigan getting into the college football playoff, I guess, towards the end of December um, would help if those guys are, are still on the open market or you're trying to flip them um, or, or something of that nature. But the national title games is obviously after the early signing period. Um, let's see. Do we have any more rapid fire questions? Let's see. We do have a last one and this comes from Tyler Cleesby and he says, any word on timelines for Aaron Childs or Brian Robinson? Seems like Michigan is in a good position for each right now. I had a really good interview with Aaron Childs. Like I said, if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe today for just $29.99 and you can get an in-depth story on Aaron Childs, Michigan's top linebacker target, one of my probably my favorite recruit. I'm just going to give it to you, Aaron. Aaron is my favorite recruit in the cycle. I was on Aaron before he had an offer from Michigan. I pushed uh, I, I pushed in my articles for Michigan to write Aaron or to offer Aaron. Um, I've been an Aaron Childs fan since the first time I saw him, and he is such a fantastic kid, man. I just I love Aaron Childs. But, um yeah, I, I think right now um, it's going to go into the summer, which isn't necessarily what Michigan fans would like to hear. But I still feel like Michigan is the team to beat in this recruitment. And you see Michigan leads on the RPM. Now, Aaron's a very smart kid. He's a very calculated kid, comes from a great family. So he's going to make sure he does his due diligence and make some officials. So he told me he has official visits scheduled right now to Michigan, Clemson, Florida, and Notre Dame. Um, Michigan gets the last OV. So I think right now Aaron still wants to, you know, check some boxes, make sure he's not missing anything with other schools. I mean, he's a hot commodity. He's one of the best linebackers in the country. He's a top 100 prospect on two of the four services. I have him ranked as a top 100 prospect as well. I think the on three drop was bad. Um, I really 
think Aaron Childs is a game changer at the linebacker position, especially in Michigan's defensive scheme. I very much see him as a junior Colson type. So um, right now, timeline wise, it's looking more like the summer. Brian Robinson, I think there's no true decision timeline. I don't really believe Brian's ever said I'm going to commit this day or I mean this month or that month or whatever. Um, so I don't think there is a true timeline, but I do think Brian could uh, potentially pop before the end of spring. Michigan's done a fantastic job. I've had a pick in for Michigan to land Brian for a couple months now, I believe, or several months. I don't really remember uh, exactly when I put in a prediction, but it was a while ago. He obviously was on campus again. He continues to visit. I mean, it's clear Michigan is uh, is the leader in this recruitment. So uh, the Wolverines just have to close. I mean, he has great relationships with guys like Steve Klinkscale, his area recruiter, who uh, knows uh, his family extremely well, obviously being a Youngstown native himself. And uh, you have Dylan Ronnie, who's done a fantastic job of uh, stepping in and helping my Elston recruit pass rushers. So everything is lining up there for uh, Michigan to land Brian Robinson. I think it's uh, more of a matter of when, unless something drastically changes in that recruitment. All right, guys. Uh, I appreciate that. Appreciate the uh, comments. Appreciate the super chats from Shane Johnson. Hopefully he can eat well at Outback Steakhouse tonight. So uh, thanks again, guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Wolverine.com for $29.99. Uh, make sure to check out our sponsor, Vitamin Energy, for all your energy boosts. Uh, very quick housekeeping note. We did not have the Tuesday show because – as I mentioned at the top of this show, I was flagged as an aggressive customer on American Airlines, which is a story for another day. So I was not able to get home on time for the Tuesday show uh, this week, but we will be back with a Tuesday show next week with uh, my co-pilot, Zach Libby, and uh, this the schedule will continue as normal with my Wednesday shows as well. So next Wednesday will be a hot one, man. We'll know. Uh, pretty much what happens with Jaden Davis either way. So let's get it.